Hello, everyone. Welcome to COVID Roulette. And the episode today is Missing Out. I like the 2020s acronym FOMO, fear of missing out. Well, during the pandemic, it's just been MOMO, missing out, and then more missing out. In this episode, I'm going to talk about missing out on travel. Two interviewees who have missed different types of trips in 2022. COVID Roulette. Stories from the pandemic. Hello. Hi, Tony. How are you? Come in. Thank you. Hi, I'm Fleur Warburton, um, mother of four boys. I think that's how people identify me now. And what's your COVID story, Fleur? My husband and my boys were all geared up to go to Singapore mid-January. And on the 31st of December, we caught up with some of my husband's college friends, adults, and about 15 kids. And everybody went on everything. But I've got one child who... um, was just touching everything, probably licking the mats of the water slides and touching the poles and touching people. So one person got COVID that day and it was my third child, Lucas. And he proceeded to give us all COVID. But what's worse is he had a sleepover two days after the water park and gave it to two of his friends and their families. So you were the super spreaders a little bit in your friendship group? Yep. Definitely. Because this was a dynamo week, wasn't it? The new year was just thousands of cases everywhere exploding. I think so. And unfortunately, I was due to get my third vax and missed the window and I got it worst. So I laid on the couch for a whole week. And the boys got sick for a few days. You know, they were pretty, they were out for it for a couple of days, but then the third day they were okay. But me, I went down for about seven days. So what is COVID? What you say it was you're out. What what do you get? I had zero energy, like no energy. I hardly even had energy to watch TV. Headache? Yep. Yeah. It's kinda like having the flu. Yeah, that's how I'd explain it. Not fun. Yeah. So don't go licking um mats. That's my <laughs> best advice. Have you been trying to stop your child touching stuff? Had that been kind of the thing? Because we can't stop our kids touching no, stuff. No, you can't fight people's personalities. Yeah. I just can't believe that of those 15 children, my child was the one to get it. And how about the kids' symptoms? What happened to them? Um, you know, when a kid's really sick, you can just tell they just sleep a lot. And Darcy's lip got really swollen, um, which also happened to me. So swollen lips. You see, yeah. this is why we call it COVID roulette. Yeah, Sw- swollen lip. You're the first. Yeah, no need for Botox, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was quite distinct because Darcy and I both have like a bit of allergic reactions to stuff. So I just took one look at his lip and was like, "Whoa, he looked a bit freaky." And what did it do to the trip plans? Um, well, <laughs> we kind of thought. Um, even if we did get over it by the time we went. So we were due to go like a week after we got COVID. We thought, hang on, if we still test positive, we might end up going all the way to Singapore and get stuck. And the thought of being trapped with, like both Trina and I were like, the thought of being trapped with our four boys in a room 
no, that was enough to go, we're going to cancel this. Because I've got friends who mid-year went to, where'd they go? Somewhere in Queensland. And the the fridge was mouldy because it was so humid. They couldn't open the windows. There was no washing machine. So they were delivered food, but they were all trapped in this room. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. That's not, yeah, no. And so you cancelled. Did you lose your tickets or you can reschedule or something? Uh, I asked Trent this morning and he said that we got a credit. So um, the upside is we are going to Bali, apparently, in the winter holidays. But I did really feel for the boys, yeah. Trent, you said that you weren't triple, but Trent was. What was, what was Trent's response? Did he seem to sail through it better? So he did have COVID, but he, wasn't, he didn't need to stop. He just kept on going. Yeah, okay. So you reckon the booster might have helped you? Definitely. So I've since had the booster and, uh, yeah, the boys, the first two are double and the second two, they're 5 to 11. I think they're only single, but we're going to yeah. go and get that done. Well, Fleur, thank you so <laughs> much for sharing your COVID story with us. That's fine. Thank you. Fleur shared her story of missing out. She says that they invested about $1,000 in renewing passports that they didn't need to use. But I know that the person who wrote our theme song for this podcast, the great musician David Bridie from Not Drowning Waving and My Friend the Chocolate Cake, I know that David also had big 2022 plans, but then a pandemic got in the way. Hey, David. Hi, Tony. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm in uh, Wellington. David, you're a part of the COVID roulette team. Thanks so much for our theme song. I, I presume you plumbed the depth of 30, 40, 50 years of musical thoughts to find us something. Only, only, only the best. Yeah, I delved into the hard drives and grabbed little bits from here and little bits from there to come up with the, uh, the tune for this uh, Wonderful podcast, yeah. Well, David, in this one we're talking a bit about missing out on things and, and musicians have missed out on a lot, haven't they? I mean, I follow your feeds on the on the socials and you've had a rough time of it in terms of just no performance, right? Yeah, so there's been no gigs. Yeah, so the, for anybody who works in the area that requires a gathering of people in a room, musicians, comedians, theatre workers and that, hotels, restaurants, we all got hit really in quite a savage way from covid but look, the people I were worried about were, you know, my daughter plays in a band and so those youngsters, you know, 20 to 24 when touring, you know, getting out there and driving up the Hume, the deadly Hume to play a gig up there or that was everything. So they had those three years taken away from them at a really crucial time in their life. Whereas for me to have to sit back a little bit, it was kind of wasn't, it wasn't the worst thing in the world and I'd also moved down the bush past past Apollo Bay down the Otways. So it was kind of the timing was very fortunate. But, yes, certainly the music industry in in terms of shows and festivals and in the film industry, because I do a bit of soundtrack stuff as well, uh, films really slowed down and, and got delayed. It's starting to come back now. The people I was, apart from the youngsters, I know artists, that we worked with at one took like George Chalak in Papua New Guinea or Frank Yama, they got really affected because for them, the income they make from live gigs is they don't have the other areas to make it up. Yeah. So for George, he could no longer leave Rabaul. 
so he couldn't go to do shows in Port Moresby or in the uh, internationally, obviously. But even within PNG, he could only play in Rabaul or Kokopo. And he thought was very, like most musicians in the Pacific or First Nations artists here, or some First Nations artists here. That's generalisation, but they're, they're hand to mouth in the Pacific for sure. And and I yeah, and that played on me too because I feel you know George is part of our label and and our there's you know twenty different acts on the one top label and they're all going through a hard time. And you did I've got a picture of you as the the windswept artist dreaming up great songs on the Apollo Bay beaches. Is that what you did? Did you walk around and, and use it as a writing period? No, no, I I found it really. Um, I had nothing. No, I, I had. Uh, it just didn't feel like a time to write for me personally. So I'm starting to come back now. I've got a project up that I've been wanting to do for a while, which was a spoken word project, which was getting in spoken word artists to record a piece of spoken word and I put music to it. Um, so people like Anthony Morgan and Catherine Devney and Kutcher Edwards and uh, Farhad Bandesh, who's uh, one of the refugees from Manus, who's living in Melbourne now. Uh, Kerry Simpson does a really good ode to Chris Wilson. Um, Arnold Zabel. That was, a pro- that was a project that didn't require writing of words from my point of view, except for one. I did one. It was an adjustment. Okay, here's the time to do this other project. This episode's a little bit on, on missing out on things. We had Fleur talking about her missed trip overseas. You, you had a bit of a blow, didn't you? The pandemic kept on giving for you. You had plans for 2022? Yes, well, my, I put out a record just before COVID and we were going to do a big lot of touring with that, both a proper tour of Australia and then take it overseas, so that got cancelled. I planned a trip to Scotland with my youngest daughter and that got cancelled. We were going up to uh, China Groats, which I was really looking forward to, so that didn't happen. And the big one over summer? Well, yes. Well, I missed the um, – I missed – being able to see my side playing the grand final, <laughs> that was big. Um, I mean, I was grateful that we won one, but uh, I would have liked to have seen it. Uh, over summer, yes, I was going down to Antarctica and that was uh, postponed until... So, yes, I don't see that as being such a negative because it's actually been postponed till this year coming up. And so whilst we were all packed to go, I had... The recording gear and the thermals and everything packed. I'm normally a terrible packer for touring, uh, but I had it all neatly set out, ready to go. And yeah, the day before I was supposed to head down into um, you know isolation in Hobart, and then I got the phone call that it, the pin had been pulled. But it, it's going to happen this January coming up. So what was the process? You had you had to go into isolation in in Hobart, and what were you then going to do? What was the what was the task you were doing in Antarctica? So we're flying down. Yeah, we're going down to um, uh, Casey Station with a video art, a video artist named Keith Deverell, who I've worked with in Papua New Guinea, and we were going to spend three weeks down there, uh, collating, filming, and recording for a, a, an installation piece in collaboration with. The paleoclimatologist, Dr. Joel Pedro, who's in charge of the Millionaire Ice Core Project. So we were going to, we're going to create a, a piece of film and sound and music and spoken word that taps into the science of the place and, I mean, so many different things we're hoping to achieve, hoping to delve into with it. I mean, what the million 
year ice core project researchers is carbon in the atmosphere going back one and a half million years. So um, you're going to have to try to find music that fits the the CO two yeah. story, are you? <laughs> well, that, that that as well as this, you know, this wonderful desert that's basic elements that you know the only continent on the world that doesn't have first nation people this uh vast cold gobsmackingly beautiful place yeah and 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 you say that you had everything laid out on the bed you're ready to go how does the call come in and what was the explanation uh, you, you know when you, in, you when you receive a phone phone call and the person's apologized before really apologized <laughs> and so i'm sort of going oh yeah okay um <laughs> So actually, the woman from the Antarctic Arts Division and the Australian Antarctic Division, yeah, no, she was. Um, yeah, I can't believe that I have to tell you this and all that. Some some great lines before even being told, and it was like, oh yeah, this is not good. <laughs> suddenly our heroes, suddenly our heroes' fortunes take a turn for the worse. <laughs> and was that because there was already COVID cases in the team, or was it because it was too risky if you got COVID down there? What was the explanation? Oh, the new varietal, I think they thought that it was just going to be too risky. The po- the positive on it is that we would have been limited in what we were able to do. And for the project that we're doing, as you can imagine, recording and filming, we don't want to record and film uh, shipping containers and uh, I don't want to record the sounds of generators and uh, forklift trucks in reverse with their beep, beep, beep. <laughs> we, we kind of wanted to get off base as often as we could and... I think we were going to be curtailed in our, you know, our liberty of movement wouldn't have been great. So I think next year this is going to be, once we got over the uh, initial disappointment, I think both Keith and I thought uh, that's better. Uh, and not only us, but Joel, who was down there already working and you know, the, starting the drilling for the Million New Ice Core project, they had to return as well. Well, I'll tell you, I rang you up. David, thinking, oh, you've got a good sob story, a good travel sob story. And then I've asked you the question, you've gone straight to Melbourne's grand final non-attendance, so it can't be too front of mind anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. So, in that, you know, I'm, I'm now, I'm here in, in Wellington, New Zealand with my wonderful daughter, uh, Winnie, who's a um, uh, Melbourne sport as well. And we haven't been able to watch the game together for you know a couple of years but we sort of well it was a good thing of COVID actually being able to FaceTime and have the football on in the background and we watched the same thing but we finally got to watch a game together last weekend which was <laughs> <laughs> the Frio game so I was like oh man you, yeah. you've barely yeah. lost for two and a half years and you chose a 10 goal loss well done yeah we, did, we, we did laugh we did we did laugh about it going you know how's that for well, excellent. Well, thank you so much, David, and thanks for the theme too. We love it. So um, it's it's a great addition to the show. No problems, Tony. Lovely to uh, work with you on that. And uh, yeah, appreciate talking to you. That's the end of the episode. I'm Tony Wilson. COVID Roulette is an Elfington Community Centre project and it has been funded through the Victorian Government's Local Community Access Grants Program. It's conceived and produced by myself and Leanne Coglin. Our artwork from Lee Arkapore. Thank you so much to Fleur Warburton for being our guest on the podcast and to David Bridie, who also writes our theme music. That's it for the episode. Please share your stories with us. There are links in the show notes. And remember, get vaccinated. Give yourself the best chance to be out and about and to keep the state open. Stay well. Stay well.